0: So in a previous episode, I gave a general overview of Arkansas's cottage food law, uh, including all the amendments we've seen so far to it, um, at least up to the time I recorded that in 2020. Uh, I'll put a link in the description if you haven't listened to that already. Um, uh, Of course, when we talk about cottage foods, what, what we're talking about there are food items produced in a person's home, or more accurately, food items produced in a person's home for the purpose of selling. I explained how uh, Arkansas's cottage food law backstory probably first begins with the state's landmark Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act in 1953, uh, where for the first time the health department was granted authority to license and inspect all food establishments that presumably included home-based food establishments. It wasn't until 2011 that Arkansas passed its initial cottage food law exempting home-based producers from permit requirements. It was a major loosening of of a lot of the red tape placed on an entrepreneur's home kitchen, though uh, not a total removal of the red tape. Um, Essentially, the the law maintained strict guidelines on the list of allowed items a cottage food seller could offer, um, as well as the labeling of those items and the allowed locations those items could be sold at. Later in 2011, the law was uh, eventually amended to add chocolate-covered fruit and berries to the list of allowed items as well as online farmer's markets to the list of allowed locations to sell at. Um, It was amended again in 2019 to add pop-up shops to that list of allowed locations. Then in 2020, though we didn't see any new amendments to the law, we did see an interesting development with the rise of COVID-19 during a time of of state-mandated social distancing, Um, and that was a more flexible tone and a universal expectation by uh, state government and and the public at large to get creative in in how uh, a business's products exchange hands as to um, not perpetuate the declared public health crisis. I promised I would put out an update if there were any more changes to the law, and and sure enough, during this year's legislative session, Act 306 was passed, uh, perhaps as a formal solution for cottage food sellers in the wake of COVID-19. In fact, the act included an emergency clause allowing the amendment to go into immediate effect upon its passage, quote, for the preservation of public peace, health, and safety. I take that to be a response to the very difficult position home producers have been put in when factoring both, you know, the the strict requirements they're already subject to, plus whatever public health expectations are, are added on top of that. So the 2021 amendment finally adds the internet to the list of allowed locations cottage foods can be sold. Uh, Whereas online sales were earlier open to farmers markets back in 2017, uh, home businesses operating on their own were still limited to a short list of direct in-person locations. Now online sales are are open to everyone. Uh, The exact wording of the new amendment states a cottage food production operation may offer its products directly to the customer now, quote, Through the internet, if the sale from the cottage food production operation is directly to an in-consumer located in A, this state, or B, another state if the cottage food production operation complies with all federal regulations regarding food safety. Folks, if I can just say it, that's great news. If you remember, it's even something I had on my wish list uh, back in my 2020 episode. The way I see it, this update is long overdue, not just because of the public health crisis of 2020, but because of the uh, rise of the digital age, oh, I don't know, a couple decades ago? In many ways, cottage food sellers have been required to uh, keep their businesses stuck in the 20th century, while everyone else has, has been given a 21-year start to, to claim their stakes in a 21st century e-commerce world. Granted, I I do still think word-of-mouth marketing and in-person interaction with a customer is always the best business plan, but um, there's no question the convenience factor of online ordering is something customers want, including those loyal first-name basis customers. Well, to try and break down the law as it's written, as best as I understand it, And to go ahead and plug in my little disclaimer, I'm not an expert on these things. If you want the official word, uh, you'll you'll need to make your own phone calls to um, Arkansas's Department of Health. But as I read it as a a simple layman, the law states cottage foods may now be offered to customers, quote, through the Internet uh, if the sale is directly to an end consumer, end quote. The first thing I'd point out about that wording is just how wide the door is now open to cottage food sellers online. If you notice, that there isn't a crippling list of limits mentioned in connection with the phrase internet. That must mean all legitimate online platforms are open game. Whether that's your own website or social media page or some online marketplace site with a landing page dedicated to your business. The important qualifier that is mentioned is the fact your online sales must still be made, quote, directly to an in-consumer, end quote. Before this amendment, I would have interpreted a direct sale to mean an in-person transaction in exchange of products, uh, especially since the list of allowed locations an individual cottage food seller could sell were all in-person locations. However, because the nature of the internet isn't in-person but digital, direct sales has to simply mean no third-party brokers. Therefore, whatever online platform you choose, just, just remember your cottage food sales need to happen directly. Even if you're selling through someone else's website, the funds and products being transferred need to happen straight from the customer to a business and from a business to the customer. Uh, In other words, it can't be exchanged through third party. Uh, The law goes on to specify where a customer can be located to order your cottage foods online. Uh, That list first includes the state of Arkansas. Um, No qualifiers are placed with that. Any online order placed in the state is allowed. But the list also includes any other state if in compliance with all federal regulations regarding food safety. Uh, that that opens the door to out-of-state orders, though the obvious qualifier in that um, is your compliance with federal rules. Ordinarily, every individual state governs its own cottage food laws. However, once you cross the state line, your online orders enter federal jurisdiction and are subject to federal rules. How do you know if you're in compliance with federal rules? Well, for those answers, you would need to check with uh, the United States Food and Drug Administration, or the FDA, Uh, Specifically, you might check out the FDA's food code, most recently updated in 2017 at at the time I'm recording this. Just keep in mind, because cottage food requirements are generally left to individual states to determine, you're not going to find explicit federal provisions addressing cottage foods, at least not to my knowledge. I did notice the FDA's food code excludes private home kitchens from its list of food establishments subject to license, training, permits, and inspection. However, uh, when talking about those private home kitchens, the food code only refers to them in relation to their use of in-person sales to do business, such as uh, at a church bake sale. Um, So there's no clear category. Uh, in the food code for a cottage food operation that engages in internet sales, let alone internet sales that cross state lines uh, or what is referred to as interstate commerce, you can do your own reading to, to see if you find something different. If you don't find what you're looking for in the FDA's food code, you can uh, perhaps look into Title 21 on food and drugs in the Code of Federal Regulations or CFR. Um, I'll just go ahead and admit to you now that that when it comes to federal rules, I'm not going to be much good to you in, in narrowing down your research to find the most relevant federal rules and regulations that address interstate commerce. Uh, per- perhaps someone listening to this who has a little more experience than me can comment on what we need to know. Um The only other thing I would mention when talking about internet sales, whether that's within your state or across state lines, is the implication that, number one, payments are being transferred electronically, and number two, goods are being transferred physically. In terms of receiving payments, most e-commerce platforms are going to use some kind of online payment gateway. That could be uh, PayPal, Stripe, Square, Braintree, or some other credit card payment solution. Just remember, when processing cards online, uh, there's usually a transaction fee to go along with it. Um, you're, you're paying for the service and convenience of receiving payments online. It's all making things easier for your customer, and, and in many ways, it's, it's making things a lot easier for your business, too. Um, but in terms of getting the goods into your customer's hands after they pay online, um, there are also a few different options to choose from. If we're talking about online sales made to customers within Arkansas, uh, I think it's understood your options would be threefold, uh, those being pickup, delivery, or shipping. Again, I'm, I'm making some assumptions here based on how internet sales are usually handled. I imagine reasonable pickup locations would include that short list of allowed locations already outlined in the law, namely your home, a farmer's market, a county fair, special event, or a pop-up shop. It it makes a lot of sense to me. If if you're already set up in those spots for in-person sales, why couldn't you turn those spots into a pickup location uh, if an online order comes in? Uh, I I talk about those spots in my other episode. I believe delivery is is another responsible way to fulfill online orders, whether that's at-home delivery or uh, delivery at established points of distribution, such as uh, a commuter lot or a church parking lot. I don't see why that wouldn't be allowed under an internet sale approach. Uh, Shipping is is probably the most obvious way online orders are fulfilled, uh, especially for out-of-town or out-of-state customers. Since you're shipping food, you'll just need to check out what your mail service's packaging requirements are. I know the United States Postal Service has a page on its website with a section all about food shipments. I think the important rule of thumb to comply with, whether you're talking about a shipping company's rules or your state's cottage food laws or uh, any of the federal rules if you're shipping across state lines, is the avoidance of your items being deemed hazardous. That's something you, you should think about before your cottage foods uh, leave your door. But but also, um, when your cottage foods are in transit, ask yourself the question in in whatever packaging or shipment methods you're using. Will your items remain safe for the customer? That's the important question. Well, to to wrap this up, I think the 2021 amendment is a wonderful addition to Arkansas's cottage food law. Amy and I have already started making updates to our website to allow for online payments for our customers. If you want to see how we do it, you can visit us at www.thecanardhomestead.com. And if you haven't already, I want to invite you to subscribe to our channel for more episodes to come. Uh, If if we ever get another update to the law, I'll be sure to get on here again and, and let you know it. Until then, God bless.